Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We are here at Universal Studios Hollywood. It is April 5th? 4th? April 5th. 5th. Construction is up. The fences The fences are up, but the, uh, the uh, gate is down. Are you excited for the new ride? What are you hoping for the new ride? This is Chris Bermonte here. Hey guys, so excited for the new ride. Very much hoping that there is a cool Mosasaur section and that there's a pretty much maintained, mostly animatronic kind of vibe. But either way, can't wait until there's a sign. It's very bizarre that there's no Jurassic awning at the moment, but when there is one again, I'm gonna be looking at it. I'm gonna be excited. Welcome to See Jurassic Right, the mini-sode. Wah, 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 rawr. <laughs> okay. All right. Hi, everyone. It's Steve Ray Morris here. We're back. It's been a while. I'm so sorry. It's been forever. This is like a month late, but it's fine because it's all for the purposes of June happening next week. See Jurassic Right is coming back in a bigger way. Um, I've really missed putting out things every week. So yeah, but let's, let's talk about some other things. There's a lot of news. A lot of stuff has happened 
uh, in the last like month, almost two months since I've talked to all of you. So much Jurassic Park stuff with the ride and Battle at Big Rock and uh, so many cool, fun stuff that I've done over the last month, two months. Um, so let's dive in. Uh, first, I wanted to announce that when this comes out this weekend, I will be at Pod X in Nashville doing a live See Jurassic Right with Drew from Sleep With Me, from the Sleep With Me podcast. If you haven't heard it, it's so great and uh you know, puts you to sleep when you when you really need it. So uh, Drew and I are going to chat Jurassic and maybe do some fun fan fiction things. Uh, it should be great. So um, I'm also doing I'm whipping up the schedule right now. Uh, I'm also doing a uh, producer speak panel. I'm going to be on that on Friday. Uh, on, on Saturday, I'm going to do like a fun podcast feud thing. Um, and I'm going to be doing a workshop on starting your own podcast. All of that. Um, yeah. So the I Wrangle Podcasters is on Friday at 1240. Uh, the Pod X feud game is at two on Saturday. Uh, the workshop for starting my own, po- for starting your own, starting your own podcast is, uh, at 440 on Saturday. And then, yeah, on Sunday, I'm going to be doing a, uh, I'm going to be on a mental podcasting um, and mental health uh, panel, which is going to be really great. And at 1120, it's See Jurassic Right Live with uh, Drew from Sleep With Me. And then uh, at 1240, right after, I'm going to be doing a thing on podcasting fans and community and stuff like that. It's going to be super fun. I can't wait to see some of you out there. If you're living in Nashville and you're thinking of going, going, go. There's so many great podcasts and stuff like that going on. And it's just going to be a fun event if you want to learn how to podcast, if you want to see your favorite shows, it's going to be uh, an awesome time. So I can't wait to report back from that and uh, hopefully we can put out the 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 conversation with Drew. So that's going to be really fun. Um, I printed out all my papers today. I feel very professional. Uh, no, so the other announcement I wanted to make before we talk about season two is... Uh, if you remember, I had on Blanche, Georgia, and Veronica from Hollywood Jane Review, their burlesque uh, team squad group, tro- uh, uh, um, troop is the right word, maybe. Uh, they are doing uh, Jurassic Peak again this year, which was such an amazing Jurassic burlesque tribute show. Uh, they're doing it again here in L.A. at the Rockwell on June 11th in L.A. So you can go to HollywoodJaneReview.com to get tickets for that. They were on episode nine of season one, My Guiding Star. It was such it was so fun to chat with all of them about, you know, translating Jurassic to burlesque. And you'd be surprised at how well the trans... Uh, the translation really was so it was one of the most fun jurassic events i've ever gone to so yeah if you live in la uh it's tuesday june 11th or socal tuesday june 11th in los angeles so hollywoodjanereview.com all right so let's get on with the pre pre announced for season two i'm super excited to tease you up for some announcements um it feels like it's been forever but i am super excited to kick off uh, see Jurassic Right coming back in a big way in June for Jurassic June, obviously. What better time to come back? Um, so what it breaks down to is essentially 
Uh, season two begins in earnest in September where you get the sort of traditional hour, hour and a half long documentary-esque episodes with so many of, you know, amazing people who love Jurassic and from the Jurassic community and, you know, voicemails and calls from listeners like you. All that stuff's going to come back in September. But starting in June is going to be what I'm dubbing the preseason where I'm going to be doing one-on-one interviews. I'm calling it the park expert section where I'm going to be interviewing everyone from crime journalists to children's book authors to other members of the community um, where I'm just going to have more of a, you know, uh, just a one-on-one kind of conversation. One-on-one style conversational podcast is really what got me into this whole thing. So I thought I'd uh, try that out with Jurassic and getting a chat with people who I think are really interesting and fun to talk to, some of who you've heard from before and plenty of new people as well. So the what I'm dubbing preseason starts in June with two to three of these one-on-one interviews um, every month and plus a mini-sode. Um, and then starting in September, like I said, season two returns with uh, 15 episodes spread over the course uh, uh, you know, one episode per month on various topics from Ian Malcolm to scientists who were inspired by Jurassic to the year 1993 and everything in between. Uh, but to kick things off in June, uh, before we get to these one-on-one interviews, I am doing a personal one-year retrospective of Fallen Kingdom that begins Friday, June 7th. So that is the official return date of See Jurassic Right, um, you know, where... I'm getting, I just, you know, it's that thing like I, I want to have see Jurassic right be something that you guys get to listen to every week. Um, and yes, so uh, the, the podcast is returning to Fridays instead of kind of before it was kind of all over the place. And I really want to just commit to one day of the week that, um, is easy for all of you to remember. So just remember that there's always going to be a new episode on Fridays. So speaking of that, uh, this Friday, obviously this one comes out on Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever. Um, but this Friday, you're going to get to hear a sneak peek of this preseason slash season two, uh, with a little trailer. And also that's when you will get to see the brand new cover artwork and sort of branding artwork and stuff like that. Um, I'm really excited to unveil that on social. So, so be sure that you follow on See Jurassic Right, uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Facebook group and share pod on Twitter. So stick around for all of that. So that's Friday, May 31st. Um, that's going to be where you're going to get to really hear what the new season is going to sound like and as well as get a chance to look at all the new artwork and everything. Uh, yeah. So this is sort of the trailer to the trailer. I'm sorry, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and again, I'll go over all this stuff again in the, that little announce, but I just wanted to get out of the way. Really what it means is that we're going to get, you know, see Jurassic right, uh, every week, which is really what I want to. And so, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to do a little fun. I just wanted to get back to these one-on-one interviews that I've done on so many other podcasts. And I just, it's just nice to sit and talk Jurassic really. So, um, stay tuned, subscribe, stick around all that good stuff. I'm sure if you're listening now, you're probably already subscribed. So thank you. Before we dive into the news, I wanted to tell you this month's question ahead of time at the top. So you can start thinking about it, but it simply is, you know, now that we're, now that Fallen Kingdom will be one years old, what did you think about it? Do you like it more? Do you like it less? How are you feeling one year later from the release of the fifth film in the Jurassic Park franchise, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? I will be talking about it later in the episode, but I just wanted to mention the question at the beginning to get your, uh, get your copies turning, something like that. Anyway, on to the news. news. 
All right. So really, there are two big news items this month. I think if this had come out earlier, maybe I would have covered some other little things here or there. But really, what we want to talk about, what we want to hear is that the Jurassic World, Jurassic World, The Ride, when does it come out? Sometime in June, sometime this summer. We haven't got a clue yet. But since we last chat, there's been tons of news. Um, obviously, Jurassic Outpost and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard Network have shared that uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, Chris Pratt, and B.D. Wong will all reprise their roles on the ride. Now, if you remember the original Universal uh, Jurassic ride, it had Richard Attenborough kind of doing the intro and the cue lines and stuff like that. So that's what's going to happen here with Bryce Dallas Howard, Chris Pratt, and B.D. Wong reprising Claire Deering, Owen Grady, and um, Henry Wu. <laughs> wow, that took me... Way too long to remember that. Uh, and Henry Wu, uh, Dr. Henry Wu, excuse me, uh, to reprise all their roles. And I got the sense from the press release that, uh, that it might, that their roles might just be more than, it's not, it might be more than just the line part. There might be more to it than that. They might be part of the ride itself, uh, which is kind of exciting. Also, they've talked a lot about um, in these press releases that the Mosasaur, um, again, there's been all this construction image happening. My pass is sadly expired. It expired in April, uh, you know, just after my birthday. Uh, but the construction right now, oh, I just really want to go back. I really want to renew my pass, which I probably am. Um, and also there's a, a thing called the Jurassic New Bar, which it's a nice little play in words on new blar. So are you excited for the new ride? Uh, does it look promising that, you know, they're kind of keeping a lot of what we loved about the ride intact? You know, it's the same basic ride, but it looks like the beginning might be changed a bit. The line might be changed a little bit and stuff. I personally am super excited. I think that this fresh coat of paint is going to do the ride good. I know not everyone wants it to be Jurassic World branding. We want to keep the classic Jurassic. I get it. But um, if it means that the animatronics get refurbished, then I'm okay with that. And again, the ride is still going to be the same ride that we know and love for the most part. So, uh, but let me know what you think. Um, all right. And then the other big thing is a big rock, the battle at Big Rock specifically. I think I may have mentioned it in the last mini-sode, but they are making a short film that is going to be in front of another Universal release this summer. <laughs> um and it's interesting because it's like, is this going to be our, you know, so far we've dealt with Jurassic World Live, which is coming out next year or later this year, the live show tour that is going to be canon. This new ride is probably going to be canon. I'm imagining if they're getting BDH and Chris Pratt and BD Wong to come back. Um, but this is going to be like a short film, kind of like the Marvel one shots or things like that. Like this is such an exciting opportunity. And obviously we got wind of it. Uh, earlier this year, you know, uh, Jurassic Outpost, Clayton Fioriti, Collect Jurassic, they've all kind of reported on it and stuff already. Um, but what really kind of set it over the edge was these new Mattel toys with the uh, with an adult, quote unquote, Allosaurus and a Nesudoceratops, which is a really it reminds me there's these like ancient cattle from from, you know, not the Mesozoic from from the Pleistocene. I think if I'm correct, uh, where they have these giant long horns. So it's a, um, it's a, you know, it's like a triceratops, but instead it has these crazy long horns and it's teal and red. So these Mattel toys arrived with a sticker or like a sticker looking thing that says as seen in battle at big rock this summer. And everyone's like, Whoa, what's that? What, what's that? You know? And, um, it was basically confirmed early this year that it would be a live action short, but it just seems like the clues are building up more and more 
Recently, there was filming in Ireland, which people were like, is that for Jurassic World 3? But the earliest they would film for Jurassic World 3 would be next year. Certainly not in in May of 2019 for a June 2021 film. So most people are betting that it's going to be Battle at Big Rock. Um, and again, based on reports uh, provided by, uh, you know, that I read the from from Jurassic Outpost and Collect Jurassic and Clayton Federighi, the the end of the film, somebody close, like a, a source close to the film said that uh, if you look at what dinosaurs are at the end of Fallen Kingdom, that might give you some little clues. So Clayton's analysis and his video, if it's still up, everyone's like, oh God, if we report on this, are we going to get taken down? Uh, if it's still up, he does a really great analysis of it. And obviously we saw the Allosaurus at the end of a fallen kingdom being shipped off. So I think that's a good clue. I haven't gotten the toys yet, but I really do. Cause I really like them. They're very, they're almost like borderline cartoony, but I feel like they, they kind of keep the spirit of the, of the original toys alive, which I really love. Uh, but yeah, those are kind of the two biggest media, uh, uh, news bits, you know, this morning as of recording this, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, joined Laura Dern on some news show. Uh, I've been retweeting it on socials and stuff. Um, but I mean, at this point, you know, the deal is, uh, is all but sealed for Laura Dern to return. I mean, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, you know, twist the knife in that much, would they? I mean, maybe they would, who knows? But, um, I also wanted to start mentioning just because I have been such a a, a big uh, collector of the Mattel toys. They're so amazing. Go back and listen to my Christmas episode with Brit Shots. Uh, I wanted to start mentioning a couple of things I pick up every month, um, including the Claire Deering Mattel figure. I ended up getting it on eBay because, sadly, we never saw the Claire Deering action figure in stores. I certainly never saw it. And, you know, that's such a shame considering Claire Deering really is the heart and main character of the franchise. And yet we still have tons and tons of Peg Warmer Owens just filling up space so i was kind of bummed that i had to pick it up on ebay but i was also like damn it i just want this figure like she's she's one of my favorite characters and yeah i just want a claire deering figure so i picked that up um also this month because you know we're in the middle of a year out from fallen kingdom and so now you know as far as toy stores go the jurassic toys aren't going to be in the front of the shelves they're going to be kind of in the they're kind of being pushed to the back because it's an off year but i'm super glad mattel is committed to releasing new toys uh but it also means tons of stuff are going on clearance so i've been buying a lot of because i'm somebody who likes to keep my stuff in the box i'm sorry um but i've been buying uh, a handful of uh, uh seconds on clearance so i've been opening stuff like the concavenator which is just the weird humpbacked uh meat eating dino uh i bought a sucomimus a croc boy carnotaurus and it's been nice to have them open and to get to kind of play around and you know i moved a few months ago so it's kind of just putting them on display it's nice to just you know fill my life with jurassic and dinosaurs and stuff it feels like i'm a kid again so but really the biggest Obviously, the biggest pickup this month was the Destroy and Devour Indominus Rex. Mattel fucking knocked it out of the park. Uh, 
with this Indominus Rex figure. It's huge. I did not realize how big it was looking at the pictures and stuff like that. It's got tons of lights and sounds when it swallows the dinosaur figure. Its throat lights up. It's so cool. Um, I really want to get another one so I can open it, uh, take one out of the box. Uh, but I obviously have to thank Victoria from Victoria's Cantina and Tim from Collect Jurassic. They have been so helpful with helping the community find figures and get what they need and kind of really being the point people uh, for finding Jurassic toys um, and making it possible, you know, kind of keeping an eye out for everybody, um, which is also which is also just going into saying that you really need to check out their new podcast that they do together, Collect Jurassic World. It's so cool. And I just realized I have to tape something for them uh, after I'm done with this. Um, but yeah, check out Collect Jurassic World. It's, uh, it's just, I mean, really, you know, these in-between years, in-between Jurassic films, I'm so... Th- thankful we have these Mattel toys to kind of really keep the conversation going, really kind of stemming our imagination, you know, but again, hopefully Battle of Big Rock is going to be this thing we're going to see. It's going to be awesome. But I want to follow from there, uh, which again is another thing I'm trying to do every month, which is uh, just some other social media accounts to follow. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard Network, I've mentioned a few times before, Jennifer Tarek, uh, you know her from Jurassic Outpost as well, um, BDH Network on social. Um, it's, fun, it's funny, this month, uh, her the BDH Network got taken down for some reason, uh, but thankfully Bryce Howard... Bryce Dallas Howard and her team are so sweet. They really fought to get it returned and it came back. So, which is great because now I get to plug it right now. Uh, but, you know, it's it's focused on Bryce Dallas Howard news, but who doesn't love Bryce Dallas Howard? Um, but, you know, Jennifer Tarek's, you know, knowledge of Jurassic and stuff really makes it so. Uh, I just think it's one of the best places to go for news. Um, if you're a Jurassic fan and especially a Bryce Dallas Howard fan, really giving Claire Deering the respect she deserves. And so if you're not following BDH network, you definitely should be. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to mention is another project by Jennifer Tarek, um, as well as Josh Evans from Jurassic Outpost. It's called the Jurassic Vault. And they're really just working on creating high res stills, great tweetable or retweetable, I should say, stills from the Jurassic franchise. Uh, go support them. Go follow them. If you just want to have your daily Jurassic in your life, Jurassic Vault is one of the places to go. Um, yeah, so BDH Network and Jurassic Vault, as well as Collect Jurassic World, the podcast. Go check all those out. You should be following them. They're all amazing people who uh, who are people you should be following. So um, as I shift my paper again. Oh, sorry. That was loud. Uh, <laughs> All right, we're back. Well, <laughs> in the summertime, da, 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 sing this song. Okay, anyway, different thing. Uh, but we're back, and I wanted to talk about what I've been up to this month, two months almost since the last mini-sode came out. I really apologize for taking so long with this. Uh, I've been shifting from working all night to now trying to have a normal daytime schedule again, so... It's been rough, but I'm doing it. So uh, I'm very excited. Anyway, but so, yeah, it's been a very Jurassic-filled month. Obviously, April was my birthday month, and I really wanted to do tons of, uh, you know, tons of Jurassic things, obviously. A couple things off the top. I've been playing Jurassic World Alive since now I walked to the studio, the exactly right studio. Um, if you want to find me, my username is Stramo, and my, like, little number thingy is 6396. I love the Jurassic World Alive. Uh, I played Pokemon Go very briefly, and this is the Jurassic version, and it's so much fun, and I feel like I'm learning about dinos and 
<laughs> collecting DNA with darts. It's fun. And it's nice to walk around and pretend I'm in Jurassic Park. So that's been really awesome. Uh, I, uh, met up with a Roxy and her husband, Nick, while they were in town, we went to Dave and Buster's and did the Jurassic world VR experience, which Brenda and I have done a few times, uh, but it was fun to do it with a group. And I, that the, the Jurassic VR thing is so cool. And I wish it were longer and I wish there was like more to it, but I think as a short experience, it's so really fun. Um, and even though I mentioned earlier that my Jurassic, uh, that my Jurassic, that my uh, Universal Studios pass expired. I went one more time uh, with Chris Bramante, as you've heard, as you heard at the beginning. Um, and I went with his sister um, and we got a special tour. The, you know, the, the lot, the Universal lot tour uh, by our friend Miles, hashtag Miles, the tour guide. Uh, so that was super fun. And again, that was my kind of last, other than seeing pictures of the Jurassic ride being under construction back in April, I think it was like April 5th or 6th or something like that, was kind of my last hurrah at Universal before my pass expired. So it was it was fun to go with Chris uh, and his sister and hang out with Miles and, and just get to experience the magic uh you know in this mid-construction period before the new ride opens so that was super fun um and yeah so the the biggest thing this month uh or the biggest thing in last month i guess uh <laughs> was the opening of the antarctic dinosaurs exhibit at the natural history museum here in los angeles and so i got to go and experience it early i did a special sneak peek um thanks again to the museum and diana for setting that up if you want to hear the interviews um and my experience and everything there you can check out the previous i think it was the last posted episode uh, Raptor Reactions 12, uh, if you can, if you want to hear all about my experience at the museum, but it's here until January 5th. So it's here for a long time. So if you're visiting LA, definitely make a stop and check it out. But the other thing that I got to do related to the Antarctic dinosaurs exhibit was have my birthday party there. And it was a magical, overwhelming, amazing time, um, with so many of my friends and it was such an amazing experience to go and, and have everybody there. And then we all got to go and walk through the exhibit together. It was super exciting. And I think I mentioned a few times, but this Antarctic, cause I got to go in Chicago when it was there, but, uh, you know, Antarctica is one of my favorite things in the world. Dinosaurs are my favorite thing in the world. And to be able to share this with my friends and this, this exhibit, it just feels so weirdly important to me. It's just such a cool and thoughtful exhibit and, you know, brings in climate change and stuff like that as well. When we think about how Antarctica has changed over the years and yeah, it just felt very, it, it felt really special to get to share that with everybody. So we had the best time. Uh, Marissa Mortati um, uh, came back with her, brought her photo booth up again. Thank you so much. Uh, Marissa for doing that. We had such a great time doing another amazing photo booth and you should all definitely hire her to hire her to do your uh, party photo booths because seriously, like I, I don't normally like how I look in pictures, but every time we take photos with that photo booth, I always, I always, I always just want to share them. So thanks Marissa um, for that. It was super fun. And again, thank you everyone who came, all my friends, you guys were it was just, it was, it was just, it was very nice to see everybody. That's, that's how I felt, especially since I've been so busy lately. It was just nice for one night to get everyone together. So, um, thank you. 
what else did I do? Oh, I saw Jurassic Park in 35 millimeter at the New Beverly, which was super fun. So the New Beverly is a um, famous L.A. theater. Patton Oswalt uh, has written extensively about it. He was obsessed with going for many years when he first moved to L.A. Quentin Tarantino saved it from destruction uh, back in the day or maybe not back in the day, kind of recently, back in the day recently. And um, so they've been doing these kind of like Sunday kids matinees. And so it was really fun just to go see Jurassic Park on a Sunday afternoon. Nothing, no um, gimmicks or anything like that. Just kind of a normal Saturday showing. And because it's the new Beverly, like the theater is very old and old fashioned. So the screen is probably smaller than most of your TVs nowadays. Uh, And, you know, the print isn't a great print or anything like that, but it, it, the way I've described it to people is like when I saw Heather Mason, Pascus Heather Mason, and I saw Alien, the original Ridley Scott Alien in 35 millimeter, like, you know, newly mastered and all that stuff, um, you know, new transfer, I should say, new print at the Arclight a few years ago. And that felt like watching, it felt like Alien was shot yesterday. Like that's how good this transfer was. I'd never seen it like that before. Better than Blu-ray, better than any of that stuff. But watching this Jurassic print, dirty print, Sunday afternoon, tiny old-fashioned theater from back in the day. Honestly, it felt like it felt like I was watching the movie. Like it felt like I'd gone back to this theater in 1993. It felt like I took a time machine back to 1993 and was watching Jurassic back then. It just felt super nostalgic. It was it was really fun. It was cool to see it like that, you know, with the pops and you could see where the the reels are cut together and everything like that. It was super rad um, because if anything, that experience is be- is going to become rarer and rarer. Not necessarily, you know, seeing movies on the big screen or seeing really good quality prints. If anything, seeing gross, dirty prints is going to become a rarer and rarer thing. So I was I was really uh, jonesed, jonesied uh, on seeing it that way. So it was super fun. Um, and then on my actual birthday, I watched Phantom Menace and Jurassic Park three because I get to do what I want. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then I also, so I went to, uh, Brennan and I went to Charlotte, North Carolina for a wedding uh, and got to see Endgame at this really fancy theater, uh, Avengers Endgame at this really fancy theater. But what I also got to do is I ended up going to Park Road Books, which is a small local bookstore in Charlotte. Um, and uh, through the help of uh, the handful of murderinos that worked at that bookstore, uh, I got The Rise and Fall of Dinosaurs by Steve Brousset. I haven't started reading it yet, but I'm going to. Um, but I'm super stoked to check out this book. Um, so thank you um, for the recommend. And yeah, Park Road Books in Charlotte is a super rad bookstore. And all the murderinos who work there are super lovely. Uh, yeah, it was really fun. And I, you know, it was just, it was fun to, and then I saw the book and I was just like, what is this? And then they were like, uh, yeah, duh, you need to check it out. So, um, that was super fun. And then, um, last week was the lost world 22nd anniversary, which is so crazy to me, 22 years old. Uh, and I got to, well, uh, it was fun to, you know, for everyone to share their memories on social. And, uh, I did a little photo, uh, little photo collage of all the moments of Paris office. Cause Paris office, even though it was in Jurassic park, really, it got its moment to shine in, the lost world. And so, you know, Parasaurolophus, other than, uh, T-Rex, Velociraptor and Triceratops, um, 
Parasaurophus is the only other dinosaur that's been in all five Jurassic Park movies. And so I put a little like little ode to it on um, my Twitter and uh, Instagram. So you can check that out on um, SJR Potter, see Jurassic Right. Um, and Clayton Fioriti put together a really awesome video uh, of kind of everyone sharing their memories of the Lost World on its 22nd anniversary. So go and check that out. Um, I got to share uh, some of my thoughts as well. Um, yeah, there was just so much stuff this month, past two months. I'm sorry I couldn't share it sooner or split it up or whatever, but it's been pretty much go, go, go. And it's still go, go, go. But, uh, uh, yes, you know, with all the preseason and stuff starting, I think it'll be, uh, I think there's just going to be even more Jurassic stuff. I already know that I have a few other Jurassic things and dinosaur related things coming up in the books. So stay tuned for that as well as, I mean, again, see Jurassic right live at uh, pod X, um, which is going to be super fun. And now it's time for our monthly questions. So look, I think it's, I think, you know, uh, it, what is it? The phrase, uh, I love it when past me takes care of future me, uh, because this uh, mini-sode came out so much longer than I intended it to. Uh, I'm glad I thought to do two questions, uh, even though technically the first one's a bonus, which was, um, so I originally tweeted, uh, late night thoughts as Brenna White and I discuss, aka Bonnie puns, aka Beaksels, and I rewatched JP3. Would y'all want other characters from the franchise to return in JW3 besides Ellie, Alan, and Malcolm? So before we get to the original question, if you could have a dinosaur as a pet, would you? I wanted, I pulled the internet, all of the internet, about what other characters they would want to return from the franchise besides Ellie, Alan, and Malcolm. Because, at this point, based on the news, based on the conversations and interviews that, um, you know, that people have had with Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum, you know, it seems like they're pretty much a lock. Sam Neill might be enjoying his life on the farm too much to leave, but fingers crossed he'll want to come back and give us our grumpy grant that we deserve. Um, but I could totally see the way that Emily Carmichael and Colin Trevorrow have been talking about the last Jurassic film in the same way that kind of J.J. Abrams talks about uh, Rise of uh, Rise of the Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Gosh, why don't I remember the title right now? Um, that, you know, not only is Jurassic World 3 ending this trilogy, but it's also incorporating the original three movies as well. So I could see them maybe springing for some cameos from other previous characters in the franchise as well, which, again, I don't think it's necessary, but I think it would be really cool. And I was really excited to see what y'all thought. Um but first, I wanted to say that my thought or that my pick would in which I've always felt this way, which I think if there is one character who would love to come back as far as like in universe, I want to be around these dinosaurs. I think a no brainer is Sarah Harding played by Julian Moore. You know, despite everything in the lost world, she still loves dinosaurs and remains curious and unafraid, uh, as I wrote a couple month ago or whatever. Um, I think she, I think Sarah, I could see Sarah Harding definitely getting in on the action. And who knows, like if we had the evolution of Sarah Harding, like if we had one of those kind of books, I could totally see them continuing Sarah Harding's, Dr. Sarah Harding's story um, outside of the films and that she's maybe been helping or consulting with Jurassic World or something. That would be really cool. Uh, if something like that was happening or going on and then she comes back for Jurassic World 3, that would be super cool. Julian Moore, please, we need you. 
you're our only hope. Um, I also would mind if Larry returned, even if we got him for like a one scene cameo. I think that would be pretty funny. Like maybe something with him and Bryce Dallas Howard. They had really good chemistry together. So I would I would want uh, Jake Johnson to return if he could have a scene with uh, if Larry could have a scene with Claire again. That would be really fun. Um, but here are your responses. Um, so in Facebook, in the Facebook group, SJRPod. Uh, no, the Facebook is See Jurassic Right Podcast. <laughs> um, so Glenna says, yes, I love Sarah so much. I'd love to see her and Ian go head to head in a public argumentation on what to do about dinos. Um, and she was like, he was pro let them be wiped out on the island, right? Yeah, he was basically let nature take its course. Um, sorry, Nemo, Nemo, uh, if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Um, he said, I would really like it if Tim and Lex returned um, as well. Uh I agree. You know, I think that the, this new franchise has really dealt a lot with Hammond's legacy. So I think it, I could see them making room for Lex and Tim because, uh, you know, they're, they're, they have ownership in this as well. Um, Stephen Wolf, uh, he says, Tim and Lex, uh, Sarah as well. And Kelly, uh, which would be really awesome too. Obviously again, as you know, Ian Malcolm has still remained part of this franchise. So it would also make sense for Kelly to return as well. Not sure what other characters would add apart from a cameo of the Kirby's towel store being trampled by an angry triceratops. Uh, that would be hilarious. Uh, Clayton Fioriti, he says, I agree. Sarah would be awesome. Uh, Steve Yonamine, um, the lovely Steve, uh, he says Eric Kirby is teaching classes on how to survive dinosaurs. See, I love this idea because Eric Kirby, you know, as played by William. Oh, not Eric. Oh, he's saying Eric, not um, uh, Eric. Uh, oh, wait, why can't I remember his name? Amanda. Amanda Kirby is played by Taylor Leone. I'm totally getting a brain malfunction right now. Um, William H. Macy. Jurassic Park 3. I mean, forgive me for not remembering uh, William H. Macy's character in uh, JP3. Um, Let's see. Eric. Oh, Paul, what am I talking about? Jeez, you guys, eat your vegetables, get some sleep. Uh, Yeah, Paul. um, Yeah, I could totally, like... To see, I could see Eric actually like teaching survival classes in a good way, but but um, Steve, I think you I think you hit upon a or like my brain uh, mix up hit upon a thing where I think it'd be hilarious if because again. Paul is such a huckster. I feel like he would take advantage of it somehow. Like maybe the store has like a shitty blow up dinosaur in the top and it's like, get ready to chomp on all these savings. You know, like he, he would really find a way to try to make a quick buck from his experience on Isla Sorna. Uh, Dusty says Sarah for sure. A hundred percent. Molly says, Billy, just kidding. Fuck that guy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Alessandra Nivola, but as far as a mentor goes, Eric Kirby was a much more likable character than Billy. Um, I think Billy's an interesting character and you could explore it with him, like maybe him becoming a villain or something. But uh, as far as characters coming back go, I, I think Billy's fine where he is. Um, and Brian said, Sarah Hardy makes the most logical sense and she is also my personal fave. I agree. So we'll take to Twitter now with Arjun Boss, you know, Boss underscore Arjun. He says, Billy Brennan... Eric Kirby, Lex and Tim, Kelly. I'd like to see them all again. The We Survived Party. Oh, I, like it's almost like an AA meeting, but it said like, I survived uh, Jurassic Park and all I got was this lousy dinosaur PTSD. 
Um, but uh, Arjun also says he'd like to learn more about Claire's parents, Owens too. Just curious what we'll get. Eddie Carr's twin-armed brother, Freddie Carr, also played by Richard Schiff. Uh, and a one-armed Mr. Arnold. Yeah, who knows? Sam Jackson could have survived those motherfucking raptors. Um, at uh, Tristan at Mother Make Me on Twitter said, both of the kids from the original but grown up and still in love with dinosaurs despite of everything. Yeah, I could see that. I really hope that... I mean, children bounce back, you know? And uh, I, I'd like to think that the kids are less scared of dinosaurs than, may, than maybe their adult counterparts. Um, at... M- Mithran at Crazy Mithran on Twitter says, any of the children from the first three movies, which are Alex and Tim Murphy, Kelly Malcolm, and Eric Kirby. Yeah. Uh, Aaron at Konofis says Billy. Hmm. And yeah, those are everybody's thoughts. That was just a short little bonus question, but I thought it was really fun. Again, uh, as it was in last month's mini-sode, I had kind of your Jurassic... I read your Jurassic World 3 predictions. Like, right now, like we're kind of in the most dead zone as far as Jurassic world three news goes. And I think, and I think whatever happens in battle at big rock, I feel like that's not really, that's going to be kind of a self-contained film. I, I think it's going to maybe give you a sense of the world that might be in Jurassic world three, even though, you know, Jurassic world three is presumably going to take place in real time, you know, three years after fallen kingdom. I don't think there's going to be a time jump. Um, I think people are misreading that, that interview, but, um, uh, yeah, I think right now we're kind of in the biggest dead zone right now. I think we'll probably start getting casting and stuff at the end of the year. So I think right now is the most fun time to kind of make your predictions because it can be whatever they want. So, yeah, so that was really fun. Again, I, yeah, it would be really cool if they could find a way for for Julian Moore to come back. But, um, yeah, you know, Jurassic World 3 is already pretty packed. So I hope that they can find a way to bring people back that is satisfying, uh, you know, or just cameos. Like, I think it's kind of either or. Like, I actually really liked, the more I think about Malcolm's role, like, you kind of wish that there would be maybe another character beat in there. But I think for the role that the character is supposed to play in Fallen Kingdom, I think it was perfect. I think it's just, he's just supposed to pop in and pop out, kind of be the the sort of um, framing device of Fallen Kingdom. So I get that's what they're going for. But I also understand that people are disappointed that we don't get more, you know, Malcolm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, now is time 
for our main question from last month, our main monthly question from last month. If you could have a dinosaur as a pet, would you? And then now I have to turn the page because that was all at the bottom of the other page. Okay. <laughs> so in the Facebook group, again, see Jurassic Right podcast on Facebook. Clayton Fiorini says, Compi. Um, Ashley says, yes, Chayongosaurus, so cute. I believe it's like a little feathered, uh, uh, it's a little feathered um, theropod. I'm going to look this up. Hopefully, I'm not going to do this too often. I, I looked up all the dinosaurs before, but um, whoa, that's not how you. S- I cannot spell and type at the same time. Tangosaurus. It's it's more like a kind of a hispelophodon. It's kind of like a cute little dinosaur with a beak. So that's very cute. Um, Stephen Wolf says a Carnotaurus. I'll need to build a house with a dinosaur barn, but worth it. Uh, Molly says land before t- she oh yeah that's what it was she she put a little land before time gif of Littlefoot hatching Alex said Parasaurolophus and I would ride it everywhere oh I just got I went to Target to go get another copy of Karen and George's new book uh, Stay Sexy Don't Get Murdered and I found another Dino Rivals Parasaurolophus figure so I'm going to be cracking that open um, but yeah uh, Parasaurolophus I would definitely have a Parasaurolophus oh baby Parasaurolophus uh, so cute. Also, I didn't realize there was a baby Parasaurolophus in Jurassic World, but in the in the petting zoo scene, you actually see a little baby in the background, and you see one. I think it's a maybe a juvenile one in the background of the Gallimimus Valley uh, in the scenes in the gyrosphere as well, which is really cool. Um, Glenna says, as much as I love my long neck babies, I feel like I wouldn't be able to interact with them very much, and it would make me so sad. So I'd probably go with a Triceratops. They remind me of elephants. Emily says Velociraptor or Brachiosaurus. I mean, you know, you got to get the best of both worlds. Uh, Meg says, if I could have a raptor that loved me like blue, I'd do it. Um, yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah, I want to, I want a dinosaur that loves me. Well, I don't know. My cat probably wants to eat me. So, um, Marguerite says, I'd love an Ankylosaurus. They're so cute. Jessica says, I don't think Bonnie and Clyde would like it very much. So I'll stick with my two cats. That's, those are great names. Uh, my pet rent is expensive enough as it is. That's fair. Yeah. Where are you going to keep these dinosaurs? Especially when they get big. Um, Andrew says, I want an Albertosaurus because I live in Alberta and this would presumably make me the king of Alberta. That's very true. Uh, I think, yeah, them's the rules. Um, you know, I don't make them. Uh, so on Twitter, Genozoic Artist at Genozoic Artist says a newly discovered uh, Moros Intrepidus. That's a cool name. He's It's a Tyrannosaur, but uh, best friend size. Oh, it's a mini T-Rex. I think there's a new story about that, which I probably should have shared this month. I'll include it in the notes. Um, Dustin Grawick, uh, he says a Coelophysis hundo. Uh, Marissa, um, grotesque, um, grotesque ego. Um, the lovely Marissa says, long neck, love a mellow veggie boy, hashtag Brachiosaurus. Uh, Arjun Boss, Boss underscore Arjun, of course. Protoceratops decided that a very long time ago. In a Protoceratops, there's a, there's a, a Dino Rivals figure of a Protoceratops that's, it's kind of just like a little tiny Ceratopsian with no horns, just the frill. Um, at Lachlan, uh, Nowers, Nowers at Nowers at uh, on Twitter, Nowers one, uh, herbivore, Parasaurolophus, Stiggy Mullock, and Cynoceratops, carnivores, Allosaurus, Carnotaurus, and T Rex. That's a big fam, yo. Um, over it at Cats Are Better uh, says Micro Pachycephalosaurus. So you don't want a big Paris Pachycephalosaurus, you want a Micro Pachycephalosaurus. I think that's fair. Um, at Dinosaur Culture says I'd be happy with a Chickenosaurus. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, look, we're, if we can only bring back down, you know, if we can only genetically engineer them, that's the closest we're going to get, at least for right, at least for right now. Uh, Jasmine uh, at Age Dragonflame on Twitter says, "But my serious answer is a Velociraptor." Oh, th- so I made a note. She sent a chicken-looking ra- uh, raptor first, a gif of it. Um, Michael Cook, aka Captain Zombie at Aerith Tavid on Twitter says, I'd get an Interaptor and name him Thanos. Uh, Carly, uh, at Carly Trammell on Twitter says, I would have me a whole pack of Comsognathuses. Um, I'm in Larva with you at Mr. Euripid, Euripid. Uh, says Minmi, which is a dog-sized ankylosaur. Minmi is also another Dino Rivals figure. It's the little yellow, tiny baby ankylosaur that's so cute. Um, at Jurassic or Jurassic King at Bradley six three two 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 three three nine says the Indoraptor. Uh, Charlotte Girl says at I'm Charlotte Girl says cute drawn ones, and then she included a gif of two cartoon T Rexes trying to hug. Oh. Um, Nicole at TCSCED says, hell yes, I would want it as a pet and it would be a baby apotosaur. Um, just a baby though. Uh, <laughs> at Mar- Marisol James at, or Marisol James at Jurassic Hearts 2 says, Stiggy the Stiggy Moloch. And oh, Stiggy's so great. Stiggy's the like mischievous little dino that, you know, I feel like we all want. That's like a very fun, reminds me of a cat kind of. Um, very cute. Um, Matt at Verunus261 says, realistically, it would be something small like a Euroraptor or a Procomsognathus. However, if I had the space and ability to manage a herd of Gallimimuses, I would. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because Euroraptor and Procomsognathus are basically what you imagine. They're just kind of tiny theropods, uh, you know, uh, meat-eating theropods. Well, I think all theropods are meat-eating. Uh, but imagine having a herd of Gallimimuses. They'd probably flock this way. Uh, at Jurassic underscore CC. I was one of the, the baby Diplodocus from Walking with Dinosaur series. Cutest dinos ever. Uh, and, the, and then they were like, felt so sorry for the one, the big one being eaten by the Allosaurus. RIP. Uh, Laura at Alibi uh, underscore Ranch said, yes, and a trained pterodactyl that I can fly to work on. That's super smart. I didn't think about that. You gotta have plans for your dinosaurs. Practical plans. Put them to work. Um, Clay Mora Pratt, uh, aka Sarah ST0922057. Wow, these names. Uh, this little, I wonder what those numbers signify. Um, it's her password for a bank account. Um, <laughs> yes, I want a baby velociraptor and call it Nugget. Oh, that's cute. Um, Raptor X at Victory. Oh, you have numbers too. 89872192. Um, I don't know. I did have a dream where I had a Tyrannosaurus and my pet was awesome, so maybe that, but only if it doesn't want to kill me. Um, if it does, then I'd want a raptor or a Parasaurolophus. Again, dinosaurs are cats. Um, at TK59371-2, at Jumping Raptor, uh, they would love a downsized version of an Indoraptor. A little baby Indoraptor. It would be an Indo... Compi, I guess, or something like that. Um, at Alexis... Uh, Le Chat YT, a bloody compi, non-venomous, and fun fact, I want Mattel to make a life-size compi toy. Yes, that would be so awesome to have, like, a really affordable, like, one-to-one ratio compi toy. That would be so awesome. Um, at Howard, X-Deering, 
Um, of course, I would want uh, a dinosaur as a pet. I would want a baby raptor and imprint on it when it's born. And then I would train it not to kill me. Lol. I would pick it because it's the most similar to me. Hmm. So you also eat meat and have a claw on your toe. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> at Trez Jolie, uh, Jolie uh, underscore, she said, Parasaurolophus. I'm so glad everyone's talking. This is a Parasaurolophus episode here. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah. And then the next person says, at RF Green 85, uh, I want a whole pack of compies as pets. Um, that's really cute too. Um, and then Oh, the, tr- the time travel T-Rex account uh, at travel underscore Rex said I would have a human as a pet. That's hilarious. Um, and then the last one at Dove Cowart, uh, Dove Cowart Harper says I would want to Hadrosaur the duckbill dinosaur. Um, I was obsessed with dinosaurs as a kid and loved a crappy cartoon in the 80s called Dino Saucers, which I don't I have no idea what this is. Uh, my favorite character was Hadrosaur named Quackpot. 80s cartoons are so cringeworthy when you watch them now. I need to check this out though. I I don't even I've never heard of this. So, um but that's it. Those are your dinosaur pet uh your dinosaur pet suggestions and ideas and uh you know, thoughts about what you would do if you had a dinosaur as a pet. So, thank you so much. And again, this month's question is, what did you think of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom 1 year later? Again, it's been one year since Fallen Kingdom came out, or it will be, you know, by the end of June. And yeah, I want to hear your thoughts. Did it get better? Did it get worse? What has stuck out to you? What has improved? What new things? Did it make you like Jurassic World? Uh, the the first one in this new um, trilogy, did it make you appreciate that one more? Did it make it, did it make, did Fallen Kingdom make the, you know, Jurassic Park 4, Jurassic World worse? Or did Fallen Kingdom make it better? You know, did you like the dinosaur selection? Did you like where it ended? Did you were you sad about uh, Nublar being swallowed up by a fiery volcano? I want to hear all your thoughts. Call to leave your voicemails at 323-688-6969 or send me an email at cjurassicright at uh, cjurassicright at gmail.com or, you know, I'll be posting stuff on social so you can respond to the threads. That seems to be really easy and convenient for everyone. But I would really love to hear some call-ins. I'd really love to hear kind of your retrospective on Fallen Kingdom, your thoughts and feelings. So, because uh, that's what this podcast is all about, your thoughts and feelings about dinosaurs. Uh, (laughs) So thank you everyone again for uh, submitting and chiming in on the conversation about the dinosaurs we would have as pets and about what characters other than the trio that we'd want to return to Jurassic World 3. Uh, Thank you everyone who uh, was so sweet um, my birthday this year and, you know, who's been supporting the pod and shouting it out and stuff. Um, you know, as the, but you know, the, the, I was gonna say the, the end times are at an end. That doesn't make any sense, but I am super excited for season two and it's preseason to begin in Jurassic June. It's going to be a really special month and I'm excited to bring you Jurassic, uh, every week. It's, I'm really excited to be back and yeah, this is going to be a normal thing again. I'm yeah, it's Jurassic Park is so, and dinosaurs are so important to me. So I really am trying hard to make it something that is part of my everyday life. So, um, and I thank all of you for the support for making, you know, for really making it that way and really making me want to fight to make it part of my uh, daily and weekly routine. So I thank you for that. Um, again, supporting the show, reviewing, 
uh, uh, you know, reviewing and rating on iTunes is really good. Sharing. I have a Patreon as well. Patreon.com slash Right. Um, all those things. I will see you at Pod X. Um, I'm super excited. Uh, you can, if you are still thinking about going, um, podx.com uh, slash Jurassic uh, for, uh, you get 10% off the tickets, I believe. Um, there'll be a link in the notes. So all that good stuff. Um, hold on to your butts and I will see you very soon this Friday. In fact, stick around for the trailer for season two this Friday, May the 31st. Uh, yeah. Hold on your butts and see you soon. You can also interact with me and the show by following me on Twitter at Stephen Ray Morris and following SJR Pod on Twitter, See Jurassic Ride on Instagram, See Jurassic Ride on Facebook, or you can send me an email at SeeJurassicRide at gmail.com. Not only am I looking forward to talking to people about their Jurassic Park experiences and hearing yours, but I also am going to be sharing ephemera from my childhood and, oh God, I'm going to share the fan fiction uh, on there as well and pictures and toys and everything. It's going to be great. And I wanted to thank Caitlin Thompson and Tim Ruggery at ACAST, Molly McAleer, Heather Mason, Stephanie Cook, Sarah Iyer, and you. See Jurassic Right is an ACAST podcast. Check out the show on their mobile app. And thank you for listening. Until next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.